the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. From the Lucy bin at your local toy store, I am El Gigante Jake Keel, one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe. To my right in the StreamYard studio is Mr. Rasslin, Lane Bumgarner. Jake, it's been a minute since we have both been together, but here we are. We are live tonight. In fact, that reminds me, I need to uh, share all this stuff. Um, Landon, how the heck are you? We haven't really got to talk. Uh, we haven't really got yeah. to talk all that much this week. Yeah, so it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been chaotic. We had the, uh, you know, we had my go-home season this past week, the busiest week of the year for me. I was doing 12 to 15 hour days every day for a full seven days until the this past Friday. Once again, it seems to be a recurring theme on this podcast. An attempt was made on my life. Yes, and well, it was. I was supposed to have a peaceful meeting with a certain former friend of the podcast, Mark Maggard. When I was assaulted in the parking lot with the 10 pounds of gold, he struck me in the kidney repeatedly, and I was rushed to a local medical center where I was treated for kidney stones. But what was the cause of the kidney stones? I believe it to be Mark's attack on my <laughs> life with his championship title. So, Mark, watch your six. I will come back stronger than ever. All of the fan mail has been keeping me in high hopes and high spirits. So other than that, I am doing great. Jake, how have you been? I've been good. It's been it's been a, a crazy week. Um, we got to see uh, Moxley again and got to confirm that uh, she is indeed a she. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, uh, just been, been working hard and seeing family for the Easter holiday, you know, uh, we're past Easter, which is historically your, uh, longest time of the year, your busiest week of the year. So, uh, you know, we should be, uh, we should be a lot better, uh, going forward, but Hey, you know, we're here, we're live. It's BIK in your house, baby. It is. It is insane to think that it's been three weeks since WrestleMania. It has. Um, it, it does not feel that long at all. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, it's just uh, take me back. But hey, you know, we've got the memories of it and uh, can't wait for next next time. But, uh, you know, I'm already off to the next event this next week. 
I will be in McAllister, Oklahoma to the NCWO show where I will be passing out uh, business cards for my new business venture, uh, creating wrestling gear design. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go see some some good brothers and good sisters wrestle. And I am taking a friend of the show, Chandler Stringer, to his Ooh. very first wrestling event. The one, the only, the Patreon one himself. The first Patreon and guy in the last. <laughs> but hey, you know, he's still he's still going on. Joshua Stapleton, what's up? Thank you for joining us. We're getting ready to bring in our very special guest. But before, I've got a quick ad read to go ahead and get, get out of the way. We have a new sponsor, and uh, I want to get this out of the way. We haven't been able to uh, record an actual official commercial yet, but that will be coming soon. Um, let me get to that. So, are you spending too much on your mortgage? Well, job out to interest rates no more. Call Shawnee Caulfield at GRC Residential and Commercial. Shawnee has the commitment to customer service that just can't be beat. Let Shawnee recruit your mortgage business and find out what thousands of others already know. Shawnee can save you money. So call Shawnee Caulfield at 516-708-4900 or visit him at greenrivermortgage.com. NMLS ID 1805234 equal housing lender. Shawnee is, man, <clears throat> he is arguably the greatest good brother of all time. Um, this man has taken the entire brother world by storm, um, really just in the last couple of months. Uh, like, Jake, I know you and him are getting in pretty good. We are going to have him on the podcast, but, like, Shawnee is just such a good brother, and, you know... Screw Conrad. What did Conrad ever do for us? We got Shawnee in our corner. Exactly. And so. a little birdie told me Shawnee is looking at expanding his influence in his line of work. So be sure to reach out to Shawnee. And if he can't hook you up right now, I guarantee he'll be hooking you up sooner than later. You know, me and my wife are going to be looking for a house before too long with the baby on the way. And uh, I'm definitely going to be calling Shawnee to get take a look at the mortgage, make sure we get the best interest rate out there. But without now, further ado. Can I, can I ask you something real quick, Jake, before right we ahead. bring Billy on? Go right Jake, ahead. Jake, have you watched any wrestling this last week? I'm glad you asked me that. Um, I've watched a lot of wrestling this week. I uh, watched every single AEW show there was. I did watch Raw, a little bit of NXT 2.0. And as of right now, I am watching some classic AWA. It looks like a battle royal um, on the wrestling app. Everyone knows I'm a proponent of the wrestling app. If you don't have the wrestling app, go get it right now. It's constant wrestling 100% of the time. It picks it for you. And uh, right now it's a battle royal at a at a house show. It's pretty pretty cool. But before that, uh, it was some world class championship wrestling. Um, nice, Landon. Have you watched some wrestling this week? 
I have. So I have gone back to revisiting one of my favorite documentaries of all time this week. I've been trying. Um, I say this week. I watched it yesterday. I have rewatched ECW, or rather, I should say, the rise and fall of ECW. If you haven't seen it, I'm I'm going to say this. I think it's the most well done documentary WWE has ever done just because it is surprisingly thorough and it's not just like hey here is a single wrestler here's stuff they do really really good we're going to kind of touch on their career but this one it's like full in debt like the they don't talk about WWE until you know WWE really puts ECW on their payroll and so it's it's surprisingly thorough and really good. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Fantastic. Well, without further ado, how about we bring on our guest for the week? Let's do it. In fact, we have a video to intro our guest. So ladies and gentlemen, at this time, Lord Alfred Hayes. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the one, the only, one of the founding brothers slash fathers of the Major World Order, the one, the only, Billy Walter Peck. Hey, everyone, what's going on? What a what an intro with <laughs> Alfred Hayes. We knew that would probably pop you. <laughs> hey, we spare no expense on this podcast. We, I we, can tell. We got him from the grave to to do that <laughs> intro specifically for you. A- as you can tell, that was one hundred percent his voice the mm-hmm, entire time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Billy, how how the heck are you tonight? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, very uh, happy to be here. Excited to be hanging out with you guys, and you know, just here to talk some wrestling. Fantastic. Well. Uh, but before we get real started, uh, go ahead and uh, tell everybody a little bit about your podcast that you've got over there uh, with your with your other two good brothers. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I am a part of the uh, Major World Order podcast, and the way that uh, you know we would know each other uh, is through the Major Wrestling Figure podcast community. And uh, what the Major World Order does is um, kind of gives uh, a voice for um, fans of that community uh, to uh, kind of, you know, get to know each other, learn some stuff about each other, uh, learn more about the hosts, uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Mark Sterling. And, you know, we talk to different uh, wrestlers or people that they've been affiliated with and, um you know, if uh, that might sound weird, like why is it so specific to that community? Um, you know, it's just it's just a very strong uh, and great community to be part of. Just a very you know small subsection of the overarching wrestling community, um, but that's kind of what we specialize in at the Major World Order podcast. And that's myself, Jake Wyatt, and Andrew Husvar. Now, uh, I I have been 
on the Major World Order podcast. I'm a yes. constant listener. I, I love what y'all do over there. You give you give people a, a great chance to get their brand out there and just kind of talk about, uh, you know, what they've got going. And uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Facebook user, mm-hmm. but um, we it's, it's a really enjoyable podcast, and I can't say enough. Like, go listen to the Major World Order podcast each and every week. Uh, especially whenever y'all are able to recap some of the stuff that y'all go do. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, And, and of course the interviews are great. You get, uh, a lot of different people. So, uh, Joshua Stapleton says your guest sounds like he's done this before. I think he (laughs) He has, he's a professional. (laughs) So yeah, I've, um, I've been, uh, podcasting for just over 10 years. Uh, so, um, I suppose, I sort of know how to talk a little bit here and there, so but there's just, times where I don't know. You're just a little ahead of the curve, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, it was very much when uh, when I first started podcasting, you know, I I would just try to simplify it and just refer to it as like internet radio. Right. Uh, because like everybody would be like, what's podcasting? <laughs> right. Or, you know, it sounds like, you know, the stereotypical sounds like something you do from your mother's basement or (laughs) it's like, no, like talk to big guests and do cool things. And, uh, but now obviously it's, um, arguably bigger than, than regular radio. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, podcasting I've, I've said before is like the future of radio. Yeah. I know that like the local radio shows around here put out their radio shows in podcast form. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many do that now. Yeah. And it's sometimes just easier to go back and check that out and fast forward to the segment you want to listen to or, um, makes it very simple. So I did not know, um, I did not know that you had done uh, podcasting before mm. uh, the Major World Order. Tell me a little bit. Of, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so the thing that I did first, um, and it was 2000, I don't know, whatever, whatever 10 years ago would have been <laughs> like 12 years ago, uh, ago but at this point. Um my band at the time was invited to be on a podcast and I had such a great time doing it. And I'm a a huge horror movie fan. Mm. So that's what I started it as. Um, Well, I'm not sure who that is because it says Facebook user, but thank you for the the kind uh, words. Shawnee Caulfield. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Shawnee. And yeah, all kinds of great people uh, tuning in. AJ, uh, I, I believe you said Josh is in there. I think he's one of the, the Facebook yeah. users. Um, so anyway, um, you know, and that for, for, as a podcaster for, for audio purposes, for those who may not know, we are doing video right now. And there is a chat on the side that you yeah. may not see what we're talking about. So some of our conversation might lead towards that a little bit, but anyway, um, I started, uh, a podcast, uh, my, my nickname in, in bands and stuff is Zombilly, uh, because <laughs> I love zombies and horror films. So Zombilly, 
uh, was a nickname I was given. And so I started a podcast called the Zombilly Horror Hour. And um, I would kind of just, uh, I would give news of like movies that were coming out, um, horror conventions that were coming to town or action figures that were coming out like early on uh, from like NECA. Uh, they or or uh, uh, Todd McFarlane, they put out like a lot of early horror films or uh, characters for figures. And um, I would interview people like uh, Kane Hodder, who played uh, Jason uh, in several Friday the 13th movies, or uh, I interviewed uh, David Koechner, who a lot of people would know as Champ from... Uh, Anchorman and like a bunch of Will Ferrell movies, but he was just starting to get into some horror films like Piranha 3 Double D or Final Destination 5. And he came on my show to talk about horror movies. So um, uh, it was it was a super fun time. And I kind of I also used it as like a vehicle to get like my band's name out there as well. And uh, so that that was my early uh, step into podcasting. Awesome. Can that, I, that's awesome. Can I ask you, and it's okay if this is a revolving answer or if this is like, well, there's not just one answer, but do you have a favorite horror movie? Yes, it is. Uh, and it's not just my favorite horror movie. It's my favorite movie. It's uh, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. Nice. It's a great movie. Um, I just, I don't know. I love that movie. And um, you know, there's all kinds of them. I mean, I'm covered in tattoos. Like I have like the, uh, basically all the, the quit essentials. I have Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of, you know, the mainstream horror. I like a lot of indie stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big slasher fan myself. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great medium. I, lo- I love horror movies. So, yeah. Um, hey, I'm telling you, Corporal Kirshner as Leatherface in Japan is the, one of the greatest things of all time. All right. Have, have I, you seen I'm actually, I'm, I can't say that I'm aware that he did that. Oh my gosh. Billy, you have just, just Google Leatherface Japanese wrestling. Okay. And one of the, one of the best things is he has, I want to say it's against Terry Funk, but I can't remember for sure. He's that a steel cage sounds match. terrific. And he brings the chainsaw out, and he's just wheeling it through the crowd, and he gets into the cage and just rubs it against the cage, so sparks are just <laughs> yeah. shooting everywhere. It's I wonder if fantastic. that's where Terry Funk got, uh, you know, Chainsaw Charlie. Hey, I, our former, rest in peace, our former co-host, we, he's not actually dead. He's oh, kayfabe I was like, dead. oh, man, sorry, guys. <laughs> We're, we keep kayfabe with him yeah. for he it's, is it's a joke he made and so we've just kept it he is as dead as the undertaker but he and i have always <laughs> fantasy booked leatherface versus chainsaw charlie i love that and so if if you haven't seen this goes for everybody if you've not seen corporal kirshner as leatherface in japan look it up because it is a treat i am actually uploading something right now so i'll let yeah. uh Billy answers Shawnee Caulfield's yeah. question there. Billy, do you watch paranormal videos? Um, yeah, I, I watch them. Um, man, I feel like, you know, we, <laughs> I, I don't know how long you plan on, on your podcast being, um, 
you know, obviously I don't want to, you know, take up crazy amounts of time if you, you know, try to keep it shorter or whatever, but, uh, going into all this other stuff besides wrestling, it could, it could be a little long. (laughs) Um, so, um, paranormal videos, like, yeah, I'm in all kinds of different things. And like, I love the idea of, you know, paranormal, uh, ghosts, uh, Bigfoot, uh, aliens, all that kind of stuff. So paranormal videos. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen some, some stuff, but at the same time, like I've like witnessed some things. So, uh, I suppose to to keep the story uh, somewhat short is there is a um, another podcast that I'm friends with called Paranormal Dads, Ooh. and um, you know they they do they talk paranormal stuff, but you know it's it's like family friendly with like dad humor slant to it, and <laughs> that sounds incredible. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and we. Uh, know of a historical theater a movie theater uh a couple hours away from us and um they have had uh activity there so um my wife is uh somewhat of a uh like an independent filmmaker oh so um they were doing this ghost hunt there and asked if she would film and um, for those that aren't aware, uh, a lot of times, um, so we are, you know, scientifically, people are made of of energy, uh, you know, and whatever. So, like, the the theory is that when you pass on, you still have that, like, that energy or electricity to you, and they will have these, like, uh, like electric readers that, like, you can put like against a, a lamp just to make sure like there's power going to it and it'll, mm. it'll, it'll beep the, the thing. So what they do is they'll set this thing up and they'll say, um, you know, if you would like to, uh, respond to me, you know, basically talking to a ghost, <laughs> ostensibly, um, if you want to respond to this, tap the, the machine, I forget what it's called. Um, and, they were in this part of the building, no electricity at all. So there's no wires or anything that would have tripped this. And it kept going off and us and a, a bunch of people, my uh, EMF. Thank you, Shawnee. There you go. Um, electronic magnetic field reader. Um, so uh, I think that's what it's referred to. Uh, anyway, um, there was some of us upstairs that were starting to get kind of loud and this thing like started going nuts. So like the ghost was like had enough or whatever. And they basically said, uh, if you would like us to stop, let us know. And they're waiting for this thing to light up and they caught it on video, on audio, everything. You hear this, this. Yes. Mm. And they're like, Oh, Time to go. So anyway, <laughs> to, to answer the starting to run. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they heard an audible. Yes. Like they wanted them to leave. So that is your paranormal um, answer. Shawnee. Billy, have you ever seen the YouTube <laughs> channel Nexpo? No. So it's short for nightmare expo. I think you would be super into it. Um, some of his stuff is 
like creepy pasta oh, slash sure. paranormal. Yeah. But he, I'm trying to figure out how to describe. Like this dude is just straight up like an independent filmmaker, and just I think during COVID he was like, well, what if I just start making like really creepy videos? Yeah. And so started doing some incredible deep dives on that. So if you haven't seen that, I'd recommend that. Shawnee, are you a fan of like Nuke's top five or like any of those? While we're waiting for his answer, um, here you go, Billy. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. Him and Gangrel. Wow. Yeah. So there's been multiple <laughs> iterations of Leatherface over there. Yeah. Uh, but Corporal, I would imagine. Corporal Kirshner is like the most famous to have worn the. Uh, he is the one I recognize. So Shawnee okay. says yes. Yeah. And the Paranormal Files are his favorite. Okay. And then also, some people you know uh, asking a question. This has got to be Jake. That um, sounds like a Jake Wyatt uh, question. So, yeah. How many times per week does Billy Manscape for the listeners only? Um, so. Are you are you guys sponsored by Manscape yet? No, we're not. <laughs> Keyword but, yet, but two. Hi, but two. <laughs> but two. This is Andrew. It might be. Now I don't know if it could just be Jake saying it's Andrew, right? <laughs> or it could be Andrew. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I go with Jake because he's more of the the jokester. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway. Oh, oh yeah. Um. So Billy, to, to, go ahead, Landon. I was going to say, Billy, have you ever seen the TV show Ghost Hunters? Yeah, I've seen some of it. It's not one that I watch like all the time or anything, but have you ever seen the WWE ECW Ghost Hunters crossover? Uh yeah, I think I did. I think like CM Punk might have been on it and uh gosh, who else was on it? it was, I, I want to say it was like CM Punk, Kofi, Elijah Burke and maybe I was going to say, I thought Miz? maybe Elijah Burke was on it and that like, Elijah maybe Burke. he like freaked out of, or I, I, it was I, a I long time ago, right. but yeah, cause they were on ECW or, uh, yeah, ECW was on sci-fi. Yeah. So they did those crossovers. Corporate synergy. Um, <laughs> there you go. So to steer it back towards wrestling, um, yeah. okay, can, now, can I show you one thing real quick, Jake, <laughs> to steer yeah. it back towards wrestling? Yeah, do it. <laughs> There you go. And now <laughs> we're go. back to wrestling. Yep. There we go. So you do uh you do work in the wrestling uh industry. Yes. Go ahead and uh kind of let us know a little bit about that. So I live in the in the Omaha, Nebraska area, and there's um several wrestling organizations uh there in, in like the surrounding cities, uh, you know, a couple hours out. Um so uh you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's indie wrestling, but it's not indie wrestling. Like, you know, to the degree where there's like a bunch of no names or whatever, like we'll bring a person in from time to time. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, I work for the company PWP live and I am, uh, the ring announcer, um, and, uh, backstage interviewer. And, uh, I help here and there with creative from time to time and, 
Um, you know, sometimes the wrestlers don't really like me and they, they cut me off from, from my introductions or, or they might attack me. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah, being part of like actually part of the wrestling industry to a small degree is, uh, incredibly fun. So now you, you're from Omaha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of, one of my best friends, the reason I asked uh, a couple of my best friends, they live uh, in Lincoln. So, Oh yeah. That's an hour away from me. Yep. So, um, so how, how did you break into that? Did you, you know, just kind of go to the shows or. Yeah. So it started with me just going to the shows and, um, just, you know, getting to know like some of the wrestlers and whatever. And, and, uh, I became very good friends with the guy that runs um, uh, PWP. Uh, his name's Chris Havius. And uh, um, we bonded over uh, Ghostbusters and and horror movies and stuff like that. And uh, he would come out and see my band. I would go to his wrestling events and... Uh, we just became friends and they, um, they had a ring announcer, but they were doing this out of town event and he was not able to make it. So they were trying to figure out who they could get. And, uh, beings that like my main thing has always been, uh, performing in bands. Um, I know how to be on stage and, and talk and react to a crowd. So they asked me if I uh, wanted to come in and do this, this one uh, time thing. And, um, they liked what I did. Uh, and then over maybe like the next year or so I would get asked to, to jump in and help out just again, just for like one-off events here and there. And then um, their ring announcer decided he wanted to step away and I was asked to do it full time. And um, this time they had asked me instead of just like going in and being the ring announcer, like they're like, look, we we want you to be you like you have a stage presence. Use your stage presence Um, that way. Like I like so I do a a kind of a thing like halfway between like, I don't know, just me like entertainer with maybe like a slight, um, rock and roll spin to it, I suppose. But, and then the other half is just trying to be like a, a good traditional announcer. Um, and, uh, I think that's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it, uh, they, they asked me to do it because I brought something a little different and a little more exciting to the table. Like I'm not just an announcer. I'm kind of a host or an MC for the night in a sense to kind of keep that excitement flowing in between matches. Well, that that's really important. I mean, you gotta, you, you as an announcer have to work the crowd too. And yeah, you know, some people just go out there and they just say the name. So Sorry, I just see these comments pop up in the chat and they make me laugh. 
<laughs> Matt Payne. Yeah, he's he's a friend and 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 one of PWP's biggest fans. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, I see him quite often, and uh, <laughs> he's very genuine. But I think part of it is he's trying to just make me laugh too. <laughs> I can understand that, <clears throat> Landon. So Billy, <clears throat> yes. Now that we have officially started our therapy session, take me back. Can you remember what was your earliest exposure or memory of professional wrestling? Like, did you, were you just scrolling through channels? Were you somebody's house? Do you remember your first encounter with professional wrestling? Yeah, it was WrestleMania 10. Um, I was at my, yeah, I was at my neighbor's house. I can't say that I was paying a whole lot of attention to it. Um, I just, I remember there were several uh, kids there um, and WrestleMania 10 was what? 1990. It was 95, 95, yeah. yeah, 95. Yeah. So I was like 10. Um, and uh, one of the the older kids said something like, "Oh, this match is gonna suck. It's bad guy versus bad guy." And it was Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so that caught my attention. And now technically, Razor wasn't really a bad guy. He was just the bad the guy. Bad guy. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was their iconic first ladder match, uh, you know, televised ladder match and, you know, for the IC title and, um, okay. 94, by the way, uh, uh, regardless, somewhere in that time frame, Um, yeah, I, I just, that match caught my attention. Uh, you know, what he said caught my attention and I, I watched it and I was sucked in ever since. And, um, you know, Sean didn't even win the match, but there was something about him that, like, I just loved his his attitude, his demeanor, everything. And, like, he became my favorite wrestler on. You know, Razor Scott Hall was always one of, you know, my top favorites. And uh, that was that was the first thing that got me into it. And then from there, I watched anything I could get my hands on. So what a way to get introduced to it. I mean, one of the one of the greatest ladder ladder matches of all time, <clears throat> you know, and you I, I have heard that you are a big Sean fan. Yeah. Um, you know, so going forward, he, he was just your guy. Yeah. I mean, all the way till this day, uh, that never, never changed. Um, always has been just my number one favorite. Uh you know, all the way up through his injury that, you know, like put him out for several years to when he came back and he was, you know, the, the changed and reformed and, you know, all that, uh, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a different Shawn Michaels attitude wise, but match wise, like still just putting on great stuff with new oh, yeah. people. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, definitely continued to stay my favorite. And finally, uh, in Dallas, I got to meet him for the first time. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I, for, for people that haven't heard that story, I, I listened to that story the other day on your podcast and hmm. that's, that's just such an awesome feeling. I'm sure, you know, yeah, your, your hero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I drew a lot of inspiration from him just as a kid. Like, you know, I, 
now you hear all the stuff that he did behind the scenes or whatever. You're like, whoa, maybe not the greatest guy, but like on television, like I always looked at these people as entertainers and characters. And I just, I loved what he had to offer. And uh, so, yeah. Heck yeah. Well, um, so, so that was your kind of earliest, uh, you know, entry into wrestling. Did, did any of your family members or anything, like wrestling before that or no, my parents were not into it. Um, I had, I have a lot of cousins and they were moderately into it. I think they were more into it because I was, and I kind of tried to get them into it. Um, I had some, some neighbors that were very much into it and we had like our own little backyard fed at a, (laughs) at a, at one point. Um, so I had some people in my life that were into it, but no, I, no one as much as I was. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you just off the top of your head, do you have a favorite Shawn Michaels match? Oh man. (laughs) Um, you know, I don't know if part of this might be because it was now this was my first, uh, wrestling event. Uh, that I went to was uh, Good Friends, Better Enemies. Um, wow. yeah, it was uh, in your house, whatever, nine maybe. I don't remember. Um, but it was uh, Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. And it was, uh, man, it was such a cool match. And for WWF, kind of ahead of its time because it was very mean um you know maybe like the early formations of like a hardcore match in in wwf Mm. you know uh, diesel is hanging sean by the ref's belt um like legit hanging him yeah yeah um there you go matt Payne in your house seven um and uh um they tore off Mad Dog Vachon's fake leg and beat each other with it and you know, going through tables and just like it was such a cool match. Um and it still holds up. Uh there's there's other great matches too, um that I I loved of his, but that's that's one of them. So, you know, we all have our favorite, all time favorite wrestler, but like what was what was what kept you into wrestling? Was it just Sean, or did did you, did oh, you no. start liking others? Um, I I'm one of those people that like it. It takes a lot for me to dislike wrestlers. Okay. Um, I mean, there's certainly ones that I I'm not a fan of. Um, but for the most part, like I, I recognize like all the efforts and hard work and stuff that they put into it. So I, I could watch anyone and enjoy it. Um, so, you know, when I really started to get into it, you know, would have been 95, 96. Um, and you know, it just, it's starting to become a little bit more of that attitude era. WCW's becoming more of a thing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, 
not even knowing what the click was back then. Like I loved Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Razor, One Two Three Kid. Um, I loved Ahmed Johnson. I go back and watch it now, and I see he wasn't great. Pearl River Plunge, baby. Pearl River Plunge is still like legit one of my favorite finishing moves. And like you go, like I said, you go back and watch him now. He's not really that great, but he's explosive. Oh yeah. Right. So like there was something to love there. Um, and uh, yeah, then throughout the years, like I said, uh, Attitude Era and and WCW DX and WO, I loved all that stuff. And not even just because it was edgy, but like. You know, you hear a lot of people nowadays say, oh, you go back and you watch the Attitude Area and it's, it's, you know, nostalgic. It's not as good as it was. Or, And the thing that I liked the most about it was like everybody on the roster was important. Everybody mm-hmm. had at, at least one storyline going, if not multiple stories. And it just was such a, a great time. And I, that kind of kept me up all the way up until... 98, 99, like late 99, early 2000, I would have like started to fall off. Like I would pick up a little here and there, but I would fall off for a few years. Everybody has that lapse period. I mean, all wrestling fans have that lapse period, but like what, what brought you back in? So I started, um, working with a with someone and uh getting to know him he was big into wrestling um and so he would talk about some stuff and i like kurt angle and brock lesnar mm-hmm. like when they were newer yeah um and i i was like oh okay you know and i would talk about like sean michaels and he'd be like i i don't know who that is um because he was like an odd person like he's a couple years older than me but he started watching wrestling in like 2002 yeah <laughs> um and uh so he would talk about it and i would like kind of pay attention a little here and there and um i had heard uh so i was with she's my wife now but i was with my my girlfriend at the time and she grew up enjoying wrestling as a little kid. Uh, she liked Hulk Hogan a lot. And I had heard that Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan were going to be tag teaming. So we like got the pay-per-view and we watched that and would go to a show every once in a while. And then, and then just like, it just all clicked back in again. Uh, and like 2005 is probably about when I, uh, 2005, 2006 is probably like when I really was like back 100%. Right. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, we all have that moment. Mine was, uh, seeing Jeff Hardy jump off the stage <clears throat> on raw, uh, onto Randy Orton. And they both went through this makeshift, uh, stage area that was definitely just like a bunch of cardboard and, you know, Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But uh, I was over at my girlfriend's house at the time in high school, and I was like, oh, wrestling. I haven't watched this since, like, Stone Cold was on top. And seeing Jeff Hardy do that, I knew who Jeff was, but I never mm-hmm. 
I'd missed the bulk of his career. Okay. And seeing him do that, I was like, okay, I'm watching this again. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're doing some crazy stuff now. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the one thing that I love about wrestling fans is we all get out of it at some point. Sure. But most of us get brought right back in. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all like my early high school days that I was oh, like yeah. getting out of it. And mm-hmm. it's not that I even stopped liking it. It was just, you know, it, girls getting older. You feel like you got to be more mature, whatever the case is. It's just like, it can't be you, as you consuming just, as it once was. Yeah. You just kind of feel like, well, I guess it's time that I should grow up and get out of the kitty stuff. And like, I mean, I did that with everything. Like I stopped watching Ninja Turtles or, right you know, uh, cartoons, but like, I'd always kind of have it there in the background every once in a while. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's said best, like a bunch of people think, Oh, well, it was better when I was 12. I was like, yeah, but that 12 year old <laughs> is still in there and, and wants to watch wrestling and it's better than it's ever been. Right. <laughs> Go watch wrestling. Like, right. You know? Yeah. It, it's like the whole idea of, well, you need to grow up and act mature. It's like, so I'm not allowed to like anything that I've liked in my life up until now. I'm not allowed yeah. to enjoy anything fun yeah. anymore. It's like, that's like, that's crap. I mean, uh, the beauty is this, the nostalgia business is booming like crazy. I think with COVID, it's even kicked off um, people's nostalgia interests even more. And it's like, you know, Jake said it at the beginning of the show, like, like what you like. Yeah. And it's like what there there's nothing wrong with that at all. It, for me like I got into wrestling like in 4th grade and like was addicted to it like could not get enough because I was like I felt cheated that this had been going on my whole life but I didn't know about it until now. Mm. And like same thing like get into high school and it's like man like it's not really cool to like wrestling. No one cares about it anymore. Or like, you know, nobody wants to do backstage interviews in the hallways at school or nobody's like, Hey, like what, like what if we stage a false count anywhere match, like during lunch or something like no, nobody else wants to do that or anything. No. And you're right. Like, I mean, I had friends who were willing to do stupid stuff in high school, but like no one would have done that. Right. <laughs> And I really wish I could have done that. Like, I can't. why did people take it away from me? Can, right. can I confess something very dark to you guys? But I think you'll appreciate it. So in high school, they did like an anti like drunk driving campaign thing sure. where, you know, they would get a couple of just absolutely totaled cars like from the oh, junkyard. Yeah. They did this when I was at that school, too. And they would do like a fake, you know, they would have like the drama students dressed up like they'd been mm. in a car accident and mm-hmm. have these different scenes. And then they did an assembly at the end of the day where like one of the students was killed in a car accident and they had like the parents and the best friends like read the eulogy and stuff. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there during this. I'm like, that should be me there in that casket. And we should have the lights go off. And you just hear a gong and then like I'm standing there and I like, let me tombstone somebody. Let me choke slam somebody. (laughs) Or then in my mind, I'm like, hey, let me be like Uber heel Randy Orton or Shawn Michaels and like 
let's fake him out and let me pop out the cask and be like, oh, were you expecting somebody else? And like, <laughs> but nobody wanted to do that in high school. So I was just like, all right, Land- can't Landon- like wrestling anymore. Landon has a very dark mind for a uh, youth pastor. So, <laughs> hey, I gotta, <clears throat> I gotta get some enjoyment out of gotta, my life. Gotta get them demons out somehow. Yeah. Well, so, pal, everybody has their demons. <laughs> I need, I need the old Shawn Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we all know you're you're a big part of. Sorry, it just made me think. Hey, Shane, who? Tell me who this is. Holy water. <laughs> hey, like I, like the, I, I wish I had a picture of it. The the church I grew up at, it was kind of like auditorium, yeah, seating, and the infamous. I think it's is it SummerSlam two thousand, or I think it is whenever Jeff does like his first swanton, like off of kind of the balcony yeah. of the lower half of the arena mm-hmm. onto, I, I want to say it's Bubba Ray. It's Bubba Ray Dudley. I actually just watched that on. Uh, there you go. Bubba Ray Dudley is the newest guest on Broken Skull Sessions, oh, and they oh, talk about that. It's that did very just good. come out. I need to watch But that. I would always like see, because they had like just the way the the auditorium was laid out, it had a couple spots like that. And I just sit there. I was like, man, like, like what, what can which, I just which one of my youth of here? pastor students can i swanton onto i'm like hey like if there's ever and i'm like sitting here this is probably like i was probably like fifth or sixth grade at this point i'm like man like if somebody like like if someone like breaks into the church or something be like holding down i got this and then like climb up take my shirt off and just oh my god gotta take the shirt off yeah yeah um, oh man! So, <laughs> so you were going to ask something? Yeah, you've become kind of a a pretty big part of the Major Pod group. Uh, where did your fandom come for the, the Major Bros? Um, uh, their debut in WWE's ECW. Um, <laughs> I uh, they showed up in a match against Marcus Corvon and Matt Stryker. Uh, you know, they were part of the new breed. I was a big fan of that. And I was a huge fan of Marcus Car- Corvon because of his time in TNA as Monty Brown. Mm-hmm. So these two guys come on and they're kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're like generic baby face guys, almost, almost like a, a more vanilla version of like what the Hardys were when they debuted, um, you know, just very, uh, goody two shoe you know whatever kind of tag team and um there's a sorry getting distracted with these words <laughs> magic word is tna total non-stop action landon's love language I is do. early 2000s <laughs> tna okay hey. well, that might be something we can talk about here in a minute i love we'll tna see. man um yeah big fan um but uh no, I, I saw this match and they won. And I was like, who in the hell are these guys that just beat Monty Brown? <laughs> you know, and but then in their subsequent weeks, um, they had like some singles matches and they kept winning and I was enjoying them. They seemed like a kind of like a an old school kind of team. 
And then they kind of went away for a while. And then the Edgeheads thing happened. I was like, ah, oh, it's those guys. It's those guys. <laughs> that I, you know, and and from then on, um, you know, I, I am essentially giving the history of them. But when they were the Edgeheads and then just Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins um, and then they split and Zack Ryder beque- became the long legged or the one legged tights one long legged tight and the woo 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 and all that stuff. Like I was like, Oh, okay. Like I was already a fan of these guys, but this just brought him to like this whole other level. Like I said earlier with Shawn Michaels, like just the, the presentation of the attitude, the character, the way that they entertain. Yeah. It just hit me. And I was like, I am a Zack Ryder guy. And it wasn't much longer after that. It's like, well, he's not, he's not going to go above my fandom for Shawn Michaels. But after Shawn Michaels, Zack Ryder's my guy. Yeah. So that, and then, but, and I still enjoyed Kurt Hawkins. And when he left the company or was fired, whatever. And I tried to follow his independent scene as Brian Myers. And he came back and, you know, I saw uh, Zach Ryder win the IC title in Dallas, and and you know again I'm kind of just giving the the chronology of them in as shortened version as I can, but you know I've been a fan of them ever since like really their debut, yeah. And then when the podcast started, I just you know I uh, you know the Major Wrestling Figure podcast started, I I was all aboard. Yeah, as you can see, Landon is a huge Edge head, and so, yeah, huge Edge fan, fan. So yeah, when they teamed up with him, I was just like, "Yep." That's so he, like, go ahead, Landon. I was just gonna say, like, I remember vividly, like the vignettes hyping up the Major Brothers, and they're they've got like ECW ticket subs, and it's like we've been to every ECW show there mm. ever was. We've trained our whole life to come to ECW. And then they get there and it's like, aren't you guys going to do anything? Like, aren't you going to like try and join the new breed? Are you going to try and like team with the originals? But it was just like that single vignette got me invested in them. That's cool. And here we are all these years later to where it's like, you know, everyone's like, man, I can't stand that woo 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 guy. Like he's so annoying. And I'm like, Oh yeah, well I've been watching him since his vignette WWE CW. Right. <laughs> but it's also super satisfying because it's like that's somebody who's, you know, the outside of like their NYWC careers, like I've really been able to watch like the entirety of their career. Right. And that's and just super satisfying. You know, I've been fortunate to uh to interview uh 70 some you know people that are fans of of them specifically um and then talk to many many other people there's not many of us that can say that we've been watching them since essentially day one there's those rare ones who did watch their nywc days or well you know whatever um, just before they came on, and that's even even more rare. But um, there's not many who who watched from like that first day on TV on. 
Oh, and, and I've said it before, you know, my first introduction to him was the one legged legged tights. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, Kurt Hawkins is a jobber. Like, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but, but yeah, you know, I was not into wrestling whenever they made their debut. And then, right. I didn't like Zack Ryder because <laughs> while amazingly different from everyone else on the roster at the time, he annoyed me, but he was doing his job. So, yes. yeah. and then his, his YouTube show came out and that's when mm -hmm. I became a fan, you know, it, yeah, he got over with me, but. Yep. Like I, I, I remember when they did their first, like super, like first year of the pod, when they did the first, like phone call t-shirt promotion. Yeah. I remember like, I strategically like wrote a list of things of like questions I wanted to say or statements where it's yeah. like, okay, like I got to bring up that like I watched the vignette on e ECW. I got to bring up that my best friend had Jack Slater from Last Action Hero at his, as his general manager in his fig fed, like <laughs> stuff like this. And, every, you know, a couple of my buddies um, who knew like what was going on, they're like, 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 why are you so excited? Like, it's just, edges lackeys and i was like no like it's so much more than that like it's like you don't know like i've got to see them like from here to here and it's like you you know it's inspiring especially with what they've done now i mean who would have ever thought watching the major bros take on marcus corvon and matt striker that one of them would be nwa world champion at some point <laughs> like that's just mind blowing. Not like at all Think of uh, like all the other guys who, you know, last little bit of Deep South, early FCW, who came and went through ECW. And it's like, how many of those could you be like, oh, yeah, like that's world champ material. Right. And here you are so many years later. Mm -hmm. well, and think about it like this. He's a guy. Matt Cardona is a guy that's so polarizing that either people looking at him as NWA world champion are either saying that we're living in the best timeline or the worst part timeline. <laughs> like that's when, you know, a guy is really good at his job. Right. Right. You know, and you know, there's also people who be like, you know, we can be excited. He's the NWA champion. And then there'll be those people at key vault. It's today's NWA. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe uh, so. But that's, like, that's not Ric Flair's NWA, right? But I swear to God, if he turns it into a spinner belt, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. It's like, what, like, hey, that just shows you what a good heel. Well, he's a bad heel. I don't hate him because he's a heel. I hate him because he's annoying and, and I can't stand him. It's like, uh, yeah. no, he's then well, he's a good heel. <laughs> then he's a good heel. Yep, you still you fell into the. It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He's and, such a good uh, heel. I just want to buy all of his merch and be his friend. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Let so, me let me uh, go ahead, Jake. So you 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 went to uh, WrestleMania 32. I know you went to WrestleMania uh, this year. Mm -hmm. What what is your favorite uh, live event that you've ever been to? Oh, as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh. Man, I mean, I've been very fortunate to see some amazing 
uh, wrestling events. Oh gosh. <laughs> Narrowing it down though. <laughs> it's, it's a little tough because you know, some of them, they, they have very specific things about them, but overall I would say, um, so I also went to WrestleMania 31. Um, and they had uh, NXT takeover uh, oh, there. I mean, well, it was before they started doing pay-per-views. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I guess it would have been called takeover. I don't know if it was or not. But uh, um, my gosh, like my first time experiencing a WrestleMania weekend crowd you know just the most rabid fans going to to events throughout the whole weekend and that nxt you know it's if wrestlemania had seventy thousand people in it and this arena had like ten thousand in it it is ten thousand of the wildest fans um it was it was just incredible It, it was you know, uh, Enzo and Kaz, Cass before they, you know, uh, made it to the main roster. Bailey before she was like super known or whatever. Uh, uh, that's just so many, you know, of of you know who became big stars at this show and the the atmosphere. I can't even tell you like many of the matches, but the atmosphere of it was just mm. the most exciting wrestling event and crowd I, I think I've ever been part of. I I can say this, that I went to an NXT house show during that era mm-hmm. and the atmosphere in a 5,000 ticket arena yeah. like that. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. So like I can completely understand what you're getting at because it's not always about the size of the, the audience. It's about the content of the audience. Yeah. So and like, and still like, like I said, I can't even tell you what the matches were. I can tell you like some of the people that were there. Um, but it just, again, it was just so electric and like all the matches were great and just fun and, you know, a great crowd amps up everything. So <laughs> I would say that's a-, that's a top one for sure. An experience I have that's similar to that. Um, I went to an MLW pay-per-view. Uh, I want to say maybe it's 2018, 2019. Okay. I couldn't tell you. I could tell you who was on the card, but I couldn't tell you any of the matches that right. were on there. What like what? Nothing that memorable happened except the main event. It was the Von Erich Sons versus. Um, I'm sure whoever the heel tag team champs were at the time. Mm-hmm. And like from the moment I walked into that building and it was in Dallas, Texas, and there's just tons uh, like there's not any young people at the show. It is all like people in their 40s and up and they're all wearing Von Eric like vintage Von Eric merch. That's really cool. And, you know, they it was a decent reaction throughout the show, but they get ready for the main event and they said, ladies and gentlemen, walking his sons to the ring, Kevin Von Air. And like, like you would have thought like Stone Cold came out of retirement, like out of surprise, like, yeah. you know, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Undertaker, like they're all coming out to have this incredible like retirement Survivor Series match or something. 
And it's just like, I don't remember anything on that card other than all at looking around at like people like losing their voices for something like that. And it's like, man, like we, we say it all the time here on the pod, like live wrestling is always better than televised wrestling. Right. Like even bad live wrestling is still good because at least it's live. Right. So, you know, what you were getting ready to bring up something before we went there, Landon. What what was that? Truth be told, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I, I do want to say this. So being part of the major pod network mm-hmm. community and all of that in major world order, um, like for the most part, like collecting's a heavy part of that. So yeah. when it comes to wrestling related stuff what do you collect any wrestling related stuff billy oh yeah um so you know as mentioned Shawn michaels my favorite uh uh matt cardona brian myers you know they're up there as well and then um like luke harper brody lee uh you know he was a huge huge favorite of mine um and then uh you know, there's so like I have I don't I don't know the exact number, but it's definitely over 50 Shawn Michaels figures. I own every uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers figure. Um, and then other than uh, the the chase AEW Brody Lee, that's still relatively new. I don't own that, but I own every other one of his. And then it's a, just kind of a, a smattering of, of his, of uh, just other wrestlers that I really like. Um, and uh, that my wife really likes. So we've got, you know, edge or uh, Carlito or, uh, you know, Christian Hogan, um, NWO people, uh, um, CM Punk, uh, a number of people like, so I like, I don't, I don't like, I I mean, I have a whole lot. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, like, I don't, I also don't feel like I collect that much either. Like I, I just, I really just get the people that I personally care about where I know some people like to like to try and collect, you know, every, classic wrestler or every AEW wrestler or every, uh, you know, retro style figure or whatever. Me, I don't really have rules to that. It's just, I, I just like to collect the wrestlers. I personally really enjoy what, whatever brand or style of figure that it is. Fantastic. I'm kind of the same way. I collect a lot, but Mainly it's to the people that I like, unless it's like the Masters of the Universe uh, Remco style figures that they've been putting out. Uh, Yeah. I've backed my way into being a completionist of those, (laughs) but uh, I, I I feel you. I love that Remco style. Um, And when the Masters of the Universe WWE crossover came out, um, and I'm not even like a big He-Man fan, but I loved those figures so yeah. much that I was attempting at first to be a completist. And then it was very difficult to get some of those. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to back off that and just go back to my original plan of just getting the people that I really care about. 
So do you watch uh, wrestling regularly on TV? Uh, Not as much as I'd like. Um, It 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 mostly comes down to uh, timing and just my schedule. you know, playing in bands, doing the wrestling thing, uh, doing podcasting and, you know, then having a family and, and whatever, um, my time gets spread pretty thin. Absolutely. Um, so I don't watch as much as I would like to. Um, like I know this, uh, this past week's AEW was like, supposed to be like really good it had uh was it the samoa joe versus uh um minaro Suzuki and yeah you know i mm-hmm. think cm punk did something cool on there and mark sterling was like three back-to-back segments and stuff <laughs> and it's like i really need to go back and watch this uh i think mm-hmm. dan Housen cursed william regal <laughs> you know like yeah. just all this fun stuff happened and like i want to go back and watch it but here we are like it's almost a week later and I haven't had the chance to. So, you know, I try and watch what I can, but it's not as regular as I'd like. Long answer to a simple question. Well, and Landon is that way, too. He doesn't watch wrestling regularly. He catches, you know, matches that he wants to see. I'm, sure. I'm, I phrase it as, like, I'm aware of everything that is happening. I just don't have the time to watch it live. But Yeah, I'm about the same way. Um I'd say the one that I know the least about right now is uh, NXT 2.0. I know so little about that and even a lot of the wrestlers where I just like, I know, you know, it's, it's easy to say there's like not a lot of greatness going on in WWE and the whole change with NXT and all that stuff. And that's not even the reason why it's just, I just, you know, the timing and stuff, but like, with all the changes that happen in NXT, I'm just like, I don't know what's happening here anymore. (laughs) Well, we've talked about it before on here. You know, there's, it's been like this last several years. Um, really since I'd say like since 2015, you know, there's more wrestling content every week than ever before in history. And it's like, you know, if you're looking at just WWE, you know, you've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, hour of NXT, sometimes two hours of NXT, NXT UK, like right, and, and like, then you've got AEW, and it's just like, how do you how do you watch everything? How I just you- I just went on, uh, you know, Peacock the other night just to see like, hey, what's what's new in WWE? And like I said, the uh, Bully Ray and uh, you know Stone Cold thing was on there, but I just saw that like I didn't even realize like main event is still a thing. Like right, there yeah. was a new episode of main event and it had uh Finn Balor like as the uh the uh thumbnail and I was like what? <laughs> okay, like so if you again 3 hours, 2 hours, 2 hours, 1 hour, another hour here and there for, you know, that and it's like it yeah, we're we're talking a whole lot of I, hours just in WWE. I was breaking mm-hmm. it down to a friend of mine who's now a new uh, fan of wrestling and I was because he didn't realize that there was more than one episode of WWE in a week mm. and I was like bro there's like we we sat and added it up I think there's 13 hours a week of uh, WWE yeah, I, was, I was gonna say wrestling. 10 to 15 yeah yeah and 
that's not even counting if it's a pay-per-view week. <laughs> and then I went. Right. And then there's AEW, and they've got uh, three hours of televised TV. And, and, and their YouTube. And then yeah. countless hours of YouTube. And mm-hmm. I go, then there's Impact Wrestling. He was like, what is Impact Wrestling? I was like, it's on a channel that nobody has, and but it's it's still great. I subscribe and, for $1 a month to their right. YouTube uh, yeah. like premium deal or whatever. And then I was like, and then there's NWA and then there's new Japan. And I'm like, he goes, you could literally watch wrestling every day of the week. Couldn't you? And I go, yeah, yeah. you could, if you wanted to, you could, you could literally not watch anything else, like no other TV shows or movies and still like have plenty of content throughout your day. Hey, right. I thought I thought I had peaked when in the mid 2000s I could watch Raw on Monday, ECW on Tuesday. There wasn't anything on Wednesday, but I church Wednesday. But then Thursday I could watch TNA, and then yep. Friday I could watch SmackDown, and then Saturday I could watch the replay of TNA. It's just like, yeah, man, what a time to be alive! And now we're here. It's like, man, like, can we go back to where it was just a couple of nights a week? Just- <laughs> Then I could then I could fully watch everything. Landon, you're you're talking about my college years. You know, it's it's I Tuesday night was the one night I could watch wrestling every week. So I was a big ECW guy. You're the ECW guy, yeah. Yeah. So but man, it this has been a great conversation going there. You know, we always ask the question, and you've kind of answered it, but you know. Let's not let's take uh, the major pod guys and Shawn Michaels out of the equation here. Yeah. Who would you say is your favorite wrestler besides those guys? Well, um, it, it, it would have been Luke Harper or Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that still counts. You know, oh, it does. Not being here anymore. Absolutely. Um, it does. All right. Well, then I go with that. <laughs> I mean, mine. My answer is always Macho Man Randy Savage. So yeah. you know, it's that's that was my guy. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold got me into it, and mm-hmm. Macho Man, old Macho Man tapes kept me into it. Yeah. So you know, and Brody Lee's passing was very tough for all of us. You know, and he yeah. was such a genuine person. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I. I I don't know a lot of people that didn't like Brody Lee. So that's, that's a really good answer. You know, just, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I, a, a quick story, um, you know, about the, those, you know, my top three essentially favorite wrestlers. Um, so when I went to WrestleMania 32, I'm standing in line at uh, WrestleMania access and this film crew comes up. And they ask if I want to be interviewed for something. I was like, sure, that sounds fun. Um, and uh, they just start asking me these weird questions, whatever. Um, it it ended up being for an episode of Swerved. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in an episode did, on like did season. You, did you make the actual cut? Yes, yes. Um, it looks it, like it's I need it's to an episode in the second season. I'd have to look at the IMDb again to get the exact episode number. But if you remember, it was um, 
um the usos and the new day were like mm. working in a uh like a convenience store or something um uh-huh. so like they asked like what's some of the the craziest most inappropriate things that you've seen in you know in a a, a shopping place or whatever so i gave my answer and that was put in there but anyway like they do like a pre-screening and they asked who's your favorite wrestler and i said of all time or current and they're like huh okay well let's do your all time first and i said Shawn michaels and then they're like okay what about current and i said zach Ryder and luke harper and they went we've never had anyone say either of those names <laughs> let alone both of them in the same sentence so um that's that's my story of my favorite wrestlers and how they've you know Zack Ryder awesome. and Luke Harper when they became more of a thing on television and yeah. you know for current wrestlers like yeah they were very big deal to me so this is not really related to what you're talking about Billy but have you have you ever been to one of Jeff Hardy's concerts? Uh no, I have not. Um and he did he just played at a venue I play all the time <sighs> two months ago. And uh I really would have liked to. I forget what was going on, but I, I wasn't able to. If you ever get the chance, you should. It's a... Uh... I'll put it like this, and I mean this with the uttermost respect. Like, yeah. we're not going there for the music; we're going there for Jeff Hardy. Sure, but him being the creative he is, like it was like it's such a genuine. I'm expression. sure it would be, you know, very, you know, cool artistically. Yeah, like so. it was like his like I went and saw him. I think in 2019, his <laughs> his set was. I mean, it's a set only Jeff Hardy could put together. Okay. Uh, with like a mixture of like originals and covers and stuff, but sure, it was just like I think the the beauty of the way like wrestlers like the accessibility to wrestlers now, you get a lot more genuine moments with them, especially if you're in a situation like that where you can get like, hey, like I'm seeing Jeff Hardy like in a creative element. Yeah, what's cooler than that? Hey, I'm seeing, you know the major pod guys in a collector or an action figure environment. Like what's a yeah. better way to, yep. to do that to where, you know, historically that wasn't, you know, that wasn't ever really a thing. And now you, you yeah. get those opportunities. Much. Yeah. Like I want to go to I, uh, a quick, horror convention. Quick Google search. Housing. Quick Google <laughs> search. Uh, the new day and Usos cause chaos in a hardware store. Is that the one you're talking about? That's it. So you are a part of season two, episode three, titled Drop It Down. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's hey, it. Whenever, whenever the network was still a thing, like I was watching like everything they pumped out. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just, every piece Peacock, of like original content. Oh, man. Yeah. It was good. like, hey, let me watch Camp WWE. Yeah. Like, let me yep. watch Edge and Christian. Like, let me, let me watch everything. Yeah. Good uh, or Legends bad. House. Oh, oh man, I loved Legends House. You know, there was uh, obviously nothing's confirmed until it's confirmed, but there were rumors that they were working on a new seasons of Legends House because there was just secretly some filming and photography going on with a lot of the guys who went in the Hall of Fame this year. 
and with other Hall of Famers like Ric Flair and the NWO. And so people are like, are you about to get a season two of Legends House with Flair, Scott Steiner, like all these people? And I'm like, hey, like if they if they bring Legends House back one day, I won't complain one bit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not at all. Hmm. So so as we start to wrap this up, you know, we we talked a little bit about this beforehand, and we always like to give what we call the brothers homework. And it's uh, matches that we've enjoyed either this week or just all time matches that we love. And uh, we like to bring those up. Would you like to go first or would you like to go last? Um, I'll go first, I suppose. Um, okay. So you said, you know, it's it's homework. Um, and, uh, you know, it, this this is a match more for uh people who not not i don't i don't think as many people are gonna know who these guys are like you know if you're big enough wrestling fan you'll know but it's not like main mainstream people yeah so when i went to dallas for wrestlemania 32 i went to an evolve event okay um and uh, um, it was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Os- Ospreay um, in 2016. So, like, you can look it up on YouTube. Um, you know, you can type in Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, uh, Evolve, or 2016, or whatever. And I've got to say, like, at least that I witnessed live, it is the best match I have ever seen. Um, you know, they're both, uh, British wrestlers. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they both have a, a kind of a different style. Um, and it, it's interesting. Like it gets flashy. It gets very wrestly. It's kind of a great mix of everything. And, uh, like I said, me personally, what I, what I've seen live best match I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep dive. I, you know, ZBJ and uh, or Z ZSJ, excuse me, yeah. and Will Osprey. You know, they're two guys that just are at the absolute top of the top as far yeah. as you know indie guys and guys working out there. And so I'm excited to go watch that because I've never seen that match. So uh, yeah, I, it's I, uh, just over 15 minutes, um, something like that. So, Landon, do you have a uh, homework piece for this week? I do, but it, Jake, is it okay if I go last? Yeah. So I my pick is one that I'd never seen until 10 minutes before we started this podcast. So, and I went, I had to go look up the date because I have this app, Billy, called Rasslin'. R-A-S-S-L-I-N. It's on uh, my Roku. I think it's on the Amazon uh, Fire Stick and all I that. I have Roku. All it does is it just plays a new match. Just and then plays a match it. ends, and it just keeps on playing over and over. I've seen WWE. I've seen World Class. I've seen Mid-South. There's one that's black and white right now on my screen, and it looks like it's from the early 60s. 
Yeah. Like, don't know what. When, I watched what a lot of that up. stuff too. So you never know what's going to pop up. Next I love on that. This. I think that's so, really cool. It's it's a I, cool background thing to just have playing and right. Catch, and, see what you catch and yeah. Okay. And and so whenever I'm in my office, I'm working and doing stuff. I have the wrestling app on most of the time, and it happened to go through. Uh, y'all remember whenever uh, like the WWE Network was a thing, but it was like a pay per view channel. Mm. And twenty four seven. Yeah, twenty four seven. WWE twenty four seven on it, demand. It was uh, it was PS Hayes going through old world class matches, mm-hmm. and so they had the North American uh, NWA American Tag Team Titles match from I I looked it up six seventeen nineteen eighty three at Wrestling Star Wars, the Fabulous Freebirds versus Bruiser Brody and Kerry Von Erich. <sighs> I mean, that all right. All right. Hold on. I'm going to write this down because I I want to actually do the homework and watch these. So you said Freebirds. Yeah. So it's it's Hayes and versus versus uh, Brody and Carrie. Yep. And it's 617, 1983. 617, 83. And it's not a long match. It's very snackable, but it's. You know, it the the level of people in there and uh, the Freebirds come out and they're going, Bruiser Brody's not even going to show up for this match. Like, we ran him out of the territory. And then here he is. Like, he's there to team with Carrie. The place goes crazy because obviously it's Bruiser Brody and it's Carrie Von Eric. And there's nobody bigger in Dallas than Carrie Von Eric. Right. But uh, yeah, it's great, great little match. And uh, it was fun. Uh, it looks like they go on to do this match quite a bit, but that looks like it was the start of kind of a feud there. So that is my homework and, uh, Landon. All right. So mine, if you guys are cool with it, I have a one minute and two second visual element to introduce it. If that's okay. I'm in. Because it just so happens this past week was the 25th anniversary of ECW's first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. So <laughs> I, I, I couldn't help myself. My homework for the week is Barely Legal, Barely Legal 1997, Sabu versus Taz. Because not only is it a great match, but just the build to it to where in 95, Taz and Paul Heyman publicly fire Sabu for walking out on ECW to go to Japan. And so there was legitimate heat with Sabu. Of course he comes back and the fans love him. They take him in, but you have this series leading up to barely legal where Taz is just repeatedly calling out Sabu. He's running Sabu down every chance he gets. And then you have one night of hardcore TV where the lights go out, lights come back on. Sabu is in the ring face to face with Taz. Taz is doing his little power squat. Like, it's just a great match. If you've never seen it, if you haven't watched a lot of ECW, this, this, this is a great match to jump into and just get a taste of what the crowd's like in ECW. 
what Taz was like and what Sabu was like, because those are two very different styles clashing in a great way. So once yeah. again, that is barely legal. 1997 Taz versus Sabu. So three, uh, three great matches to sit and watch and um, from three very distinct eras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. very, uh, very cool. Whenever we end up having something like that. Um, now's when we really try to take it home and Billy will, we'll let you take the floor. And uh, if you've got anything you want to plug, you know, sure. Go right um, ahead. You know, like said, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, know each other because of the major wrestling figure podcast community. Um, if, if that and, uh, you know, collecting wrestling is, is a big thing to you and just wanting to get to know, uh, people who just, you know, just enjoy, you know, listening to stories of, of wrestling fans. Um, major world order is, is a a place that you can check out. It's, uh, on all social media at major world order, um, Apple, Spotify, all the, the, the main, uh, you know, podcasting platforms, just check out major world order podcast, youtube.com slash major world order. Uh, we've got plenty of, uh, videos that, you know, it's it's more of a deeper dive into you know the content that we put out on the on the podcast, and um, you know, if you enjoyed like some of my horror talk uh, at the beginning of the episode, I have a band called Graveyard Smash. Uh, it's a horror punk band. Um, I suppose maybe the closest thing I can uh, uh, compare it to and to uh, keep it in line with wrestling would be Misfits. Um, and, uh, you can check out graveyard smash on again, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon music, uh, any of those places. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to follow me specifically, I suppose the best place to, to search for me would be on Twitter, uh, Billy Peck underscore E N T for entertainment. Um, I'd say that's probably about it. I could go on and on and on. Uh, uh, Okay, one last thing. Just because it's super weird and super niche or niche or whichever way you want to pronounce it. But if anybody ever heard of the old, uh, like, 1986 um, children's educational program called Zoobly Zoo, um... I have a podcast with one of the cast members and we do deep dives into every episode. And it's, if you know anything about it, um, that might be something of interest. So that's my last thing I'll plug. Billy, every time you talk or every time you post, like you just become more and more of my favorite. (laughs) Well, thank you. I look, you know, we're all into weird, uh, nerdy, whatever kind of stuff that's not necessarily the norm for for everyone and i don't know i guess i've i've found a a spot in the world where i can um have fun getting that information out to people you said zoobly zoo and i had vietnam flashbacks 
Like, yes, that's usually what it does for like, people. I was like, I know that. And then I Googled <laughs> it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the, the videotapes. I remember the videotapes uh-huh. and the logo. Yeah. OK, that's uh, that's a, a, <laughs> a memory I didn't know I still had. So <laughs> and trust me, like. Just if it, if it's some weird memory or whatever, just YouTube the uh, the the theme song. Just okay. look up YouTube or a Zoobly Zoo theme song, and that'll that'll do everything for you. Whether it's oh my gosh, like it unlocked this dream that I thought I had, or you'll be like, I don't know what this crap is, <laughs> shutting it off. Either way, it should get some sort of reaction out of you, and hopefully, it's a fun one. I'm I'm gonna go listen to that after we get off of here. So, I also uh, love that you brought up the misfits because you triggered me and reminded me we live in a world where Glenn Danzig was this close to joining Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but he didn't, and now yeah. I live in the sad, negative reality we live in. <laughs> yep. All right, Landon, do you got anything that you need to plug this week? I've got nothing to plug this week, but Jake, you talked about it just at the beginning of the top of the show. You've got something to plug. A yes. new side hustle, if you will. So um, go to Instagram and find Gigante Wrestling Gear. I'm designing wrestling gear. I'm uh, doing a giveaway right now for a uh, logo and uh gear design free all you have to do is share the post and um follow the page and tag three friends so um even non-wrestling people if you want free logo design and free social media you can enter as well but uh just trying to grow the brand and uh starting to get some new customers um i feel like right now is an appropriate time before we get off to uh Talk about our next big uh, get as far as um, guests go. We've been hinting at at him. Uh, we, in a few weeks, one of the first weekends in May, will be having the one, the only, Zombie Sailor on the podcast. And uh, we'll be talking about heels and faces and... <clears throat> His his life in wrestling, you know, what brought him to wrestling and everything. So Zombie Sailor in a few weeks, guys, you will not want to miss that episode. He's, he's going to be fantastic. No, that's that's awesome. And, you know, with, um, you know, obviously he's a very, very big part of the major wrestling figure podcast community as look, I'm not trying to boast too high or anything, but as kind of the the extended podcast to that community we haven't even had him on so i think that's really great and i really look forward to to hearing what you guys you know do with him thank you yeah we're we're excited i you know it's one of those deals where we just uh we're sending out dms and uh not expecting a whole lot but he came through and we're really excited to talk to him about that as i'm man who pre-ordered a bunch of the yeah. uh, figures. Um, yep. I'm really excited to pick his brain on, mm-hmm. on all the different things like that. So uh, no, he's, I've, I've talked to him in person several times and he's always just been such a, a pleasant guy. 
very uh, knowledgeable, very, uh, you know, intrigued to hear your opinions on things. And, and uh, so I, I think you guys are going to have a good time. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. Fantastic. Well, we like to end every episode with um, something that all good brothers do with each other, especially in wrestling. Well, Every wrestling fan has done one of these. As you can see, my tattoo right here, because <laughs> being a good brother, being a good sister, being a wrestling fan, it's just too sweet for life. See you guys.